Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 1 John and learning how to walk in light, walk in love. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to yet another episode of Everyday Truth. Uh, we've slowed down just a bit in the last couple of days because we are in the middle of some really, really important verses that, that, that apply to not so much our saying no to the world, because if, if we're not careful, we'll look at this simply as a prohibition, but we're saying really yes to the Father. And it's our love for God, our fellowship with God, our walking in that light that necessitates a, a repudiation of the world, an, identi- an identification in our own lives that, yeah, sometimes we do have these competing lusts. And sometimes we do have this, this competing notion of, I want to be on the throne and I want to be significant. And we've got to recognize and repudiate that because those are inconsistent with a walk with God. And really, they're inconsistent with a, a love for other people. I, I can't love other people well if I'm loving myself first. Yeah, yeah. And I can't love other people well if I'm putting myself first, right. the pride of life. Yeah. So it's in humility that I best serve God. And it's in humility that I best serve people in my life. Yeah. My my wife, my, my children, my, my church, all of it. Yeah. And in, in understanding that all of these things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, as I embrace them, give in to them, accept them as a part of my life, the consequences that come as a result of those things are going to affect all of those people you just mentioned. My family, my friends, you know, sin has a ripple effect. Sin's consequences has a ripple effect on all those people. And uh, I certainly am not showing love to those people by embracing what I want. When I love God, that love for God is going to positively affect everybody in my circle of influence. Yeah. When I love myself, that love for self is going to negatively Mm -hmm. affect Everybody in my circle of influence. Just that one decision will have reverberating, rippling effects. Uh, We're in verse number 17 today of 1 John 2. And again, I said we slowed down on purpose. This will be our last day of moving at this pace, and we're going to pick it back up. Uh, But look at verse number 17. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but... He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So one last thought that John gives, at least in this little section about the world, is its transience. So we, we talked about the contents of the world. The world is full of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We ought to identify that, repudiate that in our lives But then another great incentive for not living for now, Mm. another great incentive for not living for our lust and for our inflated self-significance is because all of that is going to pass away. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I mentioned on yesterday's yesterday's episode that um, 
it reminds me of the Sermon on the Mount. You know, so I come back, I think it's Matthew 6, 19, where Jesus talks about, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. And that's the same the same principle that, that John is giving here. You know, all of these things, serving the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, in the end, they have no value. They have, they have no worth. And, and the world passes away. And the lust of the world, it, it passes away. But when we follow God, it gives us, it, it's, it brings value that is eternal, value that lasts forever. So when we put on the lens of eternity, which the Bible often give, gives, supplies us with those glasses. Oftentimes in scripture, as you read scripture, it'll come back to this motivating thought. Think about eternity. And now contextualize what you're going through right now in that through those eternal lenses. So it, specifically in First John chapter two, the lens is, hey, deny yourself. Don't don't live for self. Don't live for fleshly satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Don't live for what your eyes can see and what you can be. The pride of life. Don't say no in those in that sense to yourself mm-hmm. and what you want. Say yes to the will of God. And one of the reasons is you'll be glad you did. Yeah. Because God is a forever thing and uh, serving God, I should say, is a forever thing. And living for yourself is a very, very, very temporary thing. So the eternal lens helps us with our priorities. Okay. But I'm going to just put you on the spot, Josh. So, but what else? Like throughout scripture, putting on that eternal lens, what else does it help us to prioritize? Well, I think it helps us to prioritize other people as well. It helps us to prioritize the gospel. Um, it helps us to prioritize. Now, but why? Why would it help us prioritize people? Because people are eternal. That's the point. Because people will last forever. Right. And so they need to hear the gospel. They need to hear the good news of, of Jesus Christ. So, okay, let's stay on that topic for a second. So people are eternal. What, what else is eternal? The word of God. The word of God is eternal. God is God, eternal. God. So think, just think about that. So let eternal things drive your priorities. Mm-hmm. So who, who are we living for? Well, I'm not living for my flesh because that's not eternal. Yeah. I'm not living for my own significance on this earth or what I can get to satisfy myself in the moment. Those things are passing away. They're passing away. But God and his word and people, boy, that to live for those things mm. and make those priorities. So that's one thing. You know, I think another, I think another topic in our lives that we need to look through 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 the lens of eternity mm-hmm. is persecution mm. or problems. So, what did Paul say to the Corinthians? He said, "Our light affliction, which is but for a moment." Worketh for us a far more exceeding weight of glory, eternal weight, far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. In other words, as we look at our problems through the lens of eternity, Paul said, "Boy, they seem lighter. Yeah, they seem like they're over in a moment." So I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you might be going through it, and you might feel as if your problem is a never-ending daily weight upon your life. What do you need? You need the the lens of eternity. 
uh, if you're struggling with physical temptation and you need the lens of eternity. If you're struggling with misplaced priorities, you need the lens of eternity. Uh, even James chapter four, you are going to go there. Mm-hmm. Where you go ahead and oh, take it, take it. Yeah. So you know when he talks about your life as a vapor, is that where you were going? Yep. Yeah. He talks about your your life as a vapor, and so you know how how long do we have on this earth? How long do we have to actually live for and spread the gospel and to uh, to, to to serve Jesus? Um, I, I think that when we think about the uh, the short period of time that we spend on this earth in relation to eternity, that's hard for us to comprehend mm-hmm. because what is eternity? Like mm-hmm. we, I don't think that we really truly understand and when, comprehend. When you try to think about it, your brain kind, it's of, kind of explodes. explodes. Yeah, Mine exactly. explodes early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I, we don't comprehend that. And that's not our natural inclination. As human beings, our natural inclination is I want to live for the moment. I want to live for today. I mean, it's that way with everything. It's that way for, for the most part with our finances. We want to spend the money that we have. It's burning a hole in our pocket, you know, um, and it's that way with our spiritual life, too, if we're not careful. And we're not looking at our life as uh, through the lens of eternity and as I'm, I'm living this for the future, but I'm looking at my life many times as what can I do right now? that's going to make me feel good right now, or that's going to bring me this sense of pleasure right now. And when I can understand and realize that it's not about the right now, it's about the way in the future, the eternity that we don't even understand, Mm. man, that revolutionizes the way that I live this vapor of a life. And even that passage that you quoted in James 4 is in the context of people making plans. Yes, to go to such and such a city and to make money and buy and sell and get gain. So eternity helps us with our daily choices. Um, Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, he said, charge them that are rich in this world, uh, that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, which giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Here it is, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. So eternal life is not the life that you will have one day Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. this life ends. No, eternal life is the life you do have. It's a quality of life that not only has... A and a time component. Right, it's right. a forever life. Yes, but it has a depth component. Yeah, it's the life that matters. Yes, it's yeah. what's what's real. And what I would say is, live for eternity. Live the eternal life, and that's really what he drives at. And man, we're quickly running out of time. But look at verse seventeen. So the world passeth away. And the lust thereof, everything that you think is important that you're living for that could satisfy you, it's nothing. Then the Bible says, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So Josh, a couple episodes ago, you talked about doing as not being requisite for 
our identity with Christ, mm-hmm. but doing is everything when it comes to indicating yes. yeah. who we are in Christ. Yeah. And I, I think going back to your comment about the quality of a person's life and the quality of the 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 quality of life that living in light of eternity brings to our life. You know, some of the happiest people that I've ever met, some of the most joyful people that I've I've ever met are the poorest people I've ever met. And some of the to tell them about Nicaragua. Yeah, so so Nicaragua, you know, we go and and we we had the opportunity to 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 go to a dump community where people go and they collect plastic at this dump to make a dollar a day. A dollar a day, $365 in an entire year. And yet the people are happy. The people are just glad that you've come and that you're you're ministering to them. And, you know, I remember taking that, uh, I have a picture of Danielle, my, my, my wife, holding a, a bag full of Happy Meal toys that um, there's just a bunch of kids just grabbing at the, at the bag of toys. And what a heart-wrenching scene. But man, I mean, these, these are some of the happiest people that you'll meet. You know, mm. they, they, don't, they don't need all the things. But yet on the flip side of that, some of the most miserable people mm-hmm. that you'll ever meet mm-hmm. are people that have it all, mm-hmm. that have all the wealth in the world, and yet they're searching for something. Because and the our, quality of life is there because they don't have eternal life. And our problem is we don't take their word for it. Right. So they Sol- say it themselves. So yeah. Solomon said, listen, okay, guys, I'm telling you, yeah. I had all the money. I had all the power. I had all the fame. Yeah. I had the lust of the eyes. I had the lust of the flesh. And I had the pride of life. And I was able to expend all my resources mm-hmm. to satisfy all of those things. And okay, here's my sum total right. response right. to it. It is all empty. Yes. It's yep. all empty. Yep. And if we don't believe Solomon, just look up some of the richest people that have ever, ever existed mm-hmm. and look at what they said about having all the money that the world has to offer. It doesn't satisfy. And the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, they don't satisfy. And yet that's what we spend so much of our time seeking after. And we have to ask ourselves why. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The will of God is not mystical. Yeah. The will of God is revealed in the Word of God. What's God's will? God's will is that you would love Him, that you would follow Him, that you would view His Word as His special message to you, to show you His heart, to show you His priorities, to help you to walk in that light and to walk in that love that He has outlined for you. He's given you wonderful guardrails, He's given you wonderful examples. He's given you an incredibly detailed roadmap. Our job is to prioritize him, to live in that fellowship, to walk that way, to say no to all the things that want to drag us off that road into the ditch of self, into the ditch of selfishness, and just keep your eyes on him. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. It doesn't mean that works save us. It just means that the life that's eternal that matters is the life of living for God. And I, I know that you know that. You wouldn't be watching if you didn't believe that or listening. But it's a good reminder, isn't it, for each and every one of us. So here's the, here's the thing. Uh, next episode, we're going to jump into verse number 18. 
We've got 29 verses in this chapter. Our goal is to get this chapter done in the next couple of episodes. There's some natural divisions. So hang on. We're going to move a little bit more quickly. You might need to put your seatbelt on. Uh, You might need to check the speed limit sign because we're going to be moving in that left-hand lane. And I hope you'll stay with us. So have a great day today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.